the week 18 contest bombs edition of the bottom line bombs on the sports gaming podcast network is brought to you by hall of fame bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN, get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by the hockey gambling podcast, brand new YouTube page. The hockey guys are always are giving away a hoodie to celebrate their new YouTube channel. Register today at sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash HGP. And with that, we will start the show by playing a theme song that I play before every single episode. Yes, welcome to the bottom line. Bombs. <laughs> I don't know why I faded away. Welcome to the bottom line bombs. I am your host, CJ Sullivan, the man in the box. It is Thursday, January 4th. Happy New Year. I am back from the holiday hiatus to do a show here. And you see a lot of people coming, already coming in the chats, and they're leaving and they're running the comments. See, generates. Welcome to 2024 as we wrap up the regular season in the final contest. Circa, circa million NFL week 18. Um, already the chat room blowing up. We got Lane Elliott. Says, what's up, fam? How we doing? Juke 72 says, what's up, C. Jenner's with a couple bomb emojis. And then here I am. The, the, the chat room was stacked, and they heard the theme song, and they bolted, I guess. It's all right. I don't mind. I don't mind. It's a tough week. I didn't have the recap episode, nor Christmas. Holidays were weird to do with this year with uh, Christmas on Sunday, then the New Year's Eve on Sunday, so then you had New Year's Day on Monday, and uh, I don't know. Whatever. C Generation X is Lane Elliott. Um, but it was a good new year, I guess. I was up for the first time in a while past nine o'clock. I had a set at the improv uh, lab room, not the main room. Pat Oswalt. Pat Oswalt had the main room booked up, and uh, well, I had a side room in there, a spot. Um, but it wasn't too bad. But uh, my set was like around eleven thirty, right before twelve, so that that helped. But just staying up that late, Jesus. Good Lord. And they're all kids. Speaking of Gen X, the, the kids and the kids over there in Hollywood. My God. They're like, they're, they're, they're making plans for afterwards. What? Plans? I had to take a nap just for that set. And they did not like whatever I had to say. They didn't. <laughs> I'm making Hall and Oates references, you know, doing that, doing that routine. They don't know. Nor do they care. Anyway. But uh, it was fine. Yeah, usually, you know, people are like, oh, I want to sell. We're, we're, I live out here in Los Angeles, and things are always earlier here. So you're like, well, it's 12 o'clock somewhere, you know, you know, so you don't stay up till midnight. Let's celebrate with New York. So we can do it at 9 o'clock. Even that's too late. I like I like celebrating, like, in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Someone, it's it's got to be 12 o'clock in the ocean somewhere. Someone's got to be out there. Let's do that around 6 o'clock. <laughs> and then, you know. It was fine, though. We did a happy new year. It wasn't too crowded. And uh, you say happy new year to people. That's all you say. I guess you got to stop now. The fourth? How how long can you? There was a Kirby enthusiasm when you could stop saying happy new year. I don't mind it. It's a, it's a, it's something to say to people, you know? It's better than the head now. It's always, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, you don't continue it on throughout the month of January. Of dry January. People love doing a dry January. How many, how many out there are doing a dry January? And their resolutions. <laughs> um, more C. Generates coming in here. Yeah, fact does come in there. What's up, CJ? Um, I posted a video from last year. The resolution. This is what I love about the res- New Year's resolutions everyone likes to do in there. Because I get it. It's a new beginning, January. I just like when people 
people like they always grill each other for their like grill other people for the resolution. What's your resolution? What? Shut up. What do you mean? What's my resolution? What's your resolution? No, no, I want to know your resolution. I want to know what you hate about yourself. And then I can mock your uh <laughs> mock your attempt at self-improvement. That's what I, that's my resolution. I want to I want to mock people trying to improve themselves. And I want to know what you think you need to improve upon so then if I see you do it, I can shame you. Resolutions are always broken because you know why? Because you're holding yourself to it. That, that's, you know, it's like a birthday. Who cares? I actually held a, actually did my, uh, I actually had a resolution last year and I, I held it for a full year. That was uh, not doing whippets. No, just kidding. It was whipped cream, though. <laughs> One time when I was on Weight Watchers, whipped cream was allowed on it. I was told that sugar-free jello, you put the whipped cream on there, there's no points. And then I started getting fixated to the can of the whippet part, and I would do the whole can. I'm like, well, this isn't good. Whipped cream is just a whipped cream. Is, whipped cream. Whipped cream is just a visually slothy and dessert. <laughs> Even if it is just air, like just a... You fill the mouth up, and it's just it's just hilarious, but it's very childish. So that was my resolution, then. and pull, I pulled out. Now I can't wait to go hog wild. Get me a canister. Give me an eight hundred dollar a day uh, whip it addiction. Maybe I should bring that back. That's gonna be my resolutions. I'm gonna bring addictions back. Enough sh enough shedding these bad habits. Let's add let's add more. Let's add more good. Let's add more terrible habits. That'll be my resolution. And we'll do the dry January. I love when people say that dry January. Ah, you know, just thought I'd take a month off just to make sure I don't have a problem. What a slap in the face dry January is to actual alcoholics. There's no other. It's it's not, nothing proves more that we don't consider alcoholism a disease than people saying like, well, ah, let's have a dry January. No other no other disease do people just have like fun games with the medicine. Sobriety being the medicine to alcoholism. You don't see that with other diseases, I'm saying. No one's like chemo curious. I just, I just want to do what you do to, you know, to survive, to, get, to, to stay alive. I don't want to do it full on. I just want to see if I like it. I don't want to burn my head, yeah, hair. I'll, you know, I'll go to the tanning salon. I'll stick my arm in there. Maybe that. Maybe try that a little bit. Just a little... Just a little chemo curious, get it zapped. Ooh, I don't like that. Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with that. Uh, but if you want to do a dry January, like I said, do a fucking dry January. Uh, that's another one that they never last. Like, ah, I got three weeks. That's plenty enough. Dry January is always, you always get a head start because you have a hangover. And as the older you get, these hangovers last a long time. They last days. They get into the week. So I love when people say, that. I haven't drank in three days. Yeah, because you haven't got out of bed. That's why. That's why you haven't drank in three days. Anyway, it was good New Year's. And we had the bowl games and all that. Happy New Year, Captain Insano! The CJ and the CJ Absolutely. Um, I'm going to go with you guys with the C Generation X. I like that, Lane Elliott. Um, I never know how to spell the C Generate with a J because it's CJ or the C Generate because G, because that's actually how you spell Generate. So I'll, I'll go with you guys with the G. Anyway. Uh, anyway, we're going to get to week 18 NFL. No Thursday night football tonight. So nothing to give out for the live audience. So there are two NBA games um, on TNT, the Thursday night, 2 eight TNT. I know you guys aren't here for that, but I'll give out a live pick. It's uh, Milwaukee and San Antonio. I kind of like San Antonio getting 10 and a half. Why not? It'll be fun to see Wemby out of block Giannis, defend Giannis, but he can. And Golden State at home, plus three and a half. I like both. Both Thursday night, I always like the home teams. Milwaukee's coming off a of back-to-back during four games, so I'll give out a couple bombs for tonight's live games, just for the live audience. San Antonio plus ten and a half, and and Golden State plus three and a half. Bomb them both. But as far as week eighteen, as we go into the contest, uh, it's always a fun. It's always a ridiculous week. Some games matter, some games don't. Some games that are motivated. You got like preseason. They they players getting ready for the playoffs, so they'll bench starters. But here's the thing. First of all, and you have a lot of teams that need to win, so people would like to bet on that. Like, ah, oh, they need to win. Just because they need to win doesn't mean they're going to win. And also, 
That number that's cooked into the number too. Vegas knows what teams need to win. You're not the only one who knows that. A lot of quarterbacks are sitting, Captain Sato. And it's not just quarterbacks are sitting, it's backups to backups. Names you never heard of. Names you have heard of. Carson Wentz will be out there. I, I like hearing that. Love Carson Wentz. I do not have a play on that San Francisco Rams game. But I, it, it will be Carson Wentz, probably for Sam Darnold. I like Sam Darnold now. But here's the thing with Carson Wentz, and I always love Carson Wentz, is that uh, he's not that bad of a quarterback. But for some reason, teams, owners, coaches, players, they just can't. But his turnovers are so bad visually that they're like, I can't deal with this anymore. Get him out of here. I can't. I don't care how what his numbers are. Leave. And uh, I, I'm always amazed by how people like Carson Wentz and like Jeff George to a point where he's like such a bad teammate apparently. Or coaches just hated him. Like, what was he? What are they possibly saying to these fucking coaches and players? Jeff George, after a while, he said the teammates liked him. He's just a prickly guy. Carson Wentz, he's just, I don't know. He's got, well, he's got the weird Christian vibes, but he's also into himself in North Dakota. I don't know. Who knows? Serial wants to know how Wentz is still getting jobs. I'm t- he's not that bad of a quarterback. I want to say, he, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't know how he, doesn't keep getting jobs. Look at all the quarterback, horrible quarterbacks that have played this year. How is Carson Wentz? I mean, come on. Carson Wentz is better than Tim Boyle, for God's sakes. Anyway, for God's sakes, listen to me. Listen to me getting all fired up. Anyway, um, all right, let me tell you a quick ad read here, and then we will get into the contest bombs from the Circa Millions. Week 18, try to go 5-0. and oh, Maybe we'll get to the cash. Who knows? But first, let me tell you about what I have to tell you about. Prize picks, of course. I'm always telling you about prize picks. Prize picks is that daily fantasy game done right. You know? Um, it's sports prize picks sports made easy. Now the basketball season is here. You can pick combo. Oh, I gotta, I gotta put some. I think I have a prize pick uh banner to toss up there. Maybe I do, maybe I do, maybe I don't. But I should definitely um yeah, I do. Here we go. Look at that. Um, this means nothing to people listening to the podcast, but people watching, they want to watch this as I read uh, prize picks on. But basketball season's here, so you can pick combo projections across football and basketball season from Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you know, you can do LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey in a 10 and a half combo three-pointers, even though Kelsey will not be playing this week because he matters. Um, you play alongside other uh, celebrities, Rapper Meek Mill, comedian Andrew Schultz. Jesus Christ. Is Andrew Schultz involved in everything? Good Lord. Anyway, you can now find community plays under the promos tab <laughs> of the app. View entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. And, of course, you know about the reboot policy. I'll tell you about that. If a guy gets hurt, they reboot him with someone else. So if Carson Wentz gets hurt, then you're in trouble. Who do they throw in out there? Roman Gabriel, maybe. Um, but anyway, prizepicks.com. You go to prizepicks.com backslash SGPN. Use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com backslash SGPN, code SGPN. All right, we're back. Uh, one I like tonight, if you want to do that, do a higher lower. Do Wembiano do, uh, will be guarding Giannis. I'll take, I'll take Giannis lower than 31.5 points and Seth Curry over 20s. Higher, sorry. Didn't, I did not say over. Lawyers, gods, I did not say higher. I said, I did not say over. I said higher. I like Seth Curry higher than 27.5 points. They just played Nuggets recently. He did not have a good game. He'll have a bounce back tonight. And uh, I like Giannis lower than 31.5 points. I think Wembyano should. Wembyano is the only, only people on the planet that can match up with him, fit, like just the weird dimensions that he has. Anyway, that's enough of that talk. Let's get into the contest bombs. All right, we went three and two last week, which is good, I guess, but not good enough for the money. Uh, we are definitely out of the uh, of the last quadrant for sure. 
quarterly. I mean, the last quarterly of where you get money in the second million. And overall, I we were sniffing around the min cash top one hundred. I don't. If we go five and zero, oh, there's just too many people to leap. It's just this is such a hard contest. But we're still eighteen games over five hundred on the season, which is a pretty damn good record. Pretty amazing record, actually. So let's do it. What were th- we won San Fran last week? We won Denver. We won KC. We lost. Indy and Minnesota. Indy was brutal. Jesus, God, the Raiders backdoored that one. What a gross game. I mean, it was three and a half. Colts won by three. Why? Because the Raiders drove down. They Antonio Pierce doesn't know you're supposed to kick a field goal, and because you got to score twice, he's going for a fourth and goal. I mean, they were down, and he he certainly doesn't know you have to go for two there. He there's no way you can convince Antonio Pierce about the new math of going for two when you're down by. 10 or whatever. Anyway, doesn't matter. Does not matter. Let's get into, um, although they played it this week. What were we saying? So a lot of this week, you have to determine who's playing, who cares, what they're shutting down. But the thing is too, even when they say they're benching starters, it's not like, I don't know. It's not like other sports where they can just bench everyone and put a whole new line or preseason. It's not like the preseason, you know, we're like, okay, all the stars are going to be benched. And then an entire new lineups out there. There's only like 50, 57 guys like on the roster. So the, yes, you're Patrick Mahomes and whatnot. And all your stars will be down, but that's only like, you know, five or six people, a team, the rest of the linemen, the linebackers, like Bradley Chubb and getting her with a minute to go. It's because they don't have two or three backups for every position out there. So it'll be interesting. All right, let's start it off with Detroit and Minnesota. That was a game we lost. We lost Minnesota as well. Speaking of Minnesota versus Green Bay, that was such a brutal look. The line is three and a half here. Detroit minus three and a half. Uh, This line opened up at six. And then Dan Campbell said, He's going to play all his players. No one believed him, and it came down to three. I kind of believe him. Dan Campbell doesn't lie. But first, let me talk about Minnesota here. There's no way. Yes, it's a meaningless game for Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota had their – all right. Minnesota thought they were out of the playoff hunt, which they were. So then they just like, all right, we'll start Jaron Hall at quarterback versus Green Bay. Who cares? Why not? Nick Mullins, even though he threw for 400 yards, we, don't, we didn't like his last pass, so we're going to put Jaron Hall in there. And there's no real reason to put Jaron Hall in there. It's not like he's like this first round pick. They're like, well, let's see what we let's see our future. They're like, let's just see what we have. He's like the 12th quarterback taken. He was like the fifth, you know, in the fifth round. But then Seattle lost, and all of a sudden they had a chance to make the playoffs, and that game meant something. Kirk Cousins up there with his shirt off, blowing the fucking horn with his kid, which is kind of weird. Um, and then and then they're like, oh shit, we can make the playoffs, but we we already told Hall he's starting. Uh-oh, what are we gonna do now? Then he goes out there and he was awful. Horrendous. And they just sabotaged the entire game and playoffs for that first half. They went back to Mullins. They asked O'Connell, he's like, So what are you doing at quarterback? Yeah, we made a mistake. We shouldn't have done that. But uh we didn't know Seattle was gonna lose to Pittsburgh there. So we didn't we didn't know we had a playoff chance. A playoff chance? A chance at the playoffs. So meaning the I'm I'm a little jaded because I had, I lost a fan, my fantasy uh, Super Bowl. I had Justin Jefferson, who did fine in the second half, but the first half it was just wasted with fucking Jaron Hall. Anyway, but this Vikings team had they they, they just want the season over. And Detroit, on the other hand. We all know what happened to them versus the Cowboys. They got absolutely robbed. What an amazing! It's, it's, what's an what an amazing thing with that the, the lineman not reporting eligible thing. Um, but it, the the NFL, the arrogance of them to just continue to blame the Lions like all throughout the week. Does everyone have like this Trumpian thing of like just never admit you are wrong and just put the blame and just see if people buy it? It's incredible. All week long. Then they said, well, Detroit, you're trying to be tricky now. You had two guys report. You're trying to be deceitful, so that's on you. Yeah, it's a trick play. Well, you should have told Dallas what was happening. 
How else are they going to play fair? Hey, Dallas, what, you better keep an eye on number 70. We told the ref, but he's supposed to keep a secret. I mean, the refs, the ref, it's, it's not that they blew the call. It's that he did it like five minutes after the fact. If you don't know what I'm talking about, of course, Detroit tied the game up at the end versus Dallas, went for two, trick play, throw it to the lineman. It worked. They should have won the game. And then uh, the ref's like, well, actually, now I think about it, he didn't report eligible. That's a penalty. It came like so much after the fact, like who made that fucking call? I mean, that had to have come from the Jerry Jones booth. You want to talk about conspiracy. I'm not saying conspiracy, it's fixed because Detroit covered the spread. But something happened there. That was so wrong. And then all week, then they put, then they sent out a video. The NFL sent a video out to all 32 teams. This is what you should be doing when reporting eligible. Fuck off NFL. I mean, seriously, go to hell. You're so damn arrogant. You're wrong. You're liars. And then you're gaslighting us. You're gaslighting us Americans. And Dan Campbell, I will say this. He was so angry, and he should do, and he should be angry. But then to continue to, like, to just to prove, and, and I kind of respect this, not respect it, but I, I definitely uh, <laughs> relate to this. So after he gets hosed with the penalty about not reporting, he goes for two again, like from the eight, which is okay. Now you're just, now you want to lose. Now you want to lose just so you could have, just so you could be angry to tell everyone how you got screwed over, which I kind of get. I kind of get that pettiness. Like fuck it, no, fuck it. We're going for two again. Just you know what? They don't get it. Offside. They get a third chance. Somebody, somebody throw. Send a kicker out there. No, go go again. It's kind of like when you're playing craps or something. You you crap out, and then all of a sudden the people go, "What? No roll!" Like something happened to the dice went off. Whoa, no roll! What? Happened? Too late. And you're like, "Fuck it, keep it down." I don't care. I want to lose again. Whatever. <clears throat> they asked Campbell afterwards, and obviously a Dan Campbell press conference after he just got hosed. You need you need more than kid gloves. You're 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 dealing with a rhinoceros out there that might storm through the reporters' room. Like, okay, Dan, I know you don't want to talk about this, but what about going for two? Yeah, I was going for two. We're going for the win. I know, but then when it got backed up to the eight, oh, we're going for two. We're going for the win. That's kind of more for the loss. We wanted the game over. All right, why'd you kick it on side then? Well, if you really wanted it over with, why'd you even kick on side? Why do you want to continue anything? Whatever. The refs need to do post game interviews, says Juke seventy two. That I mean, <laughs> and that same ref crew. I love that. It's like their same ref crew is going to be doing the Saturday Steelers game. It's not even them individually. It's what they're taught. It's like this institution. Like it's what the NFL does to them. But yeah, they are. It's just incredible. They still don't have. They're still not full time paid, right? They still have like jobs during the week. That's so. It's just insane. It's it's so insane how penny wise and a pound foolish the NFL is. That being said, Detroit versus Minnesota this week, and it's kind of a shame because I, we're going to miss out on Detroit Rams probably for the playoff game. Stafford versus Golf. That whole situation with Stafford got into Pro Bowl and Golf didn't somehow too. Um. So that's kind of a shame about it. But I should get Metallica playing. The YouTube, the YouTube music police would come to me with, with Campbell and Metallica. Metallica just people playing Master of Puppets during these press conferences. So he says he's going to play all the starters. And, and people don't believe him. And so that's why the line dropped to 6-3. I believe Dan Campbell. He is a meathead. All right? He will play the starters. He doesn't care if it sabotages his playoff Implication by getting injured. Hey, you can get hurt crossing the street. Yeah, you can get hurt crossing the street, Dan. Correct. There is a possibility that crossing the street, you could get hit by a car. It's a rare possibility, but you can get hurt there. Correct. It's a much more likelier possibility that you'll get a football injury playing football. It's actually the most likely place you'll get hurt, actually, is on a football field playing a football game, getting a football injury. That's where it usually happens. 
you are safer in a war zone as far as committing, like tearing an ACL than you are in a football field. I'm not saying safer for your life. Yes, there's more deaths in a war zone. I'll give you that. But people aren't tearing their Achilles in their MCLs in Afghanistan. You know what I mean? Burp, burp, burp. All right, it's getting away from me. Now I'm really starting to offend people. Um, all right, that being said, let's bomb Detroit minus three and a half because it's Dan Talica. He's going to play everyone in the Vikings. They're done. That's my first bomb. Let not do this. Um, all right. Let's move on to how about Tampa Bay, Carolina? That's a fun one. Cause that game means something too. Now we were get we were, I loved new Orleans last week because that's Baker Mayfield is hurt, but that's exactly what Baker does. They start beating up bad teams. We push Baker up. We're like, Oh, here he is. He's back. The old blue collar Baker for the, for the underdog. And then they play a team with a pulse and then they, he falls in his face and he disappoints everyone. But now they're back to playing Carolina and Carolina. They're finishing out uh, one of the hor- worst, worst seasons ever. Uh, they have an interim coach. You have to be we- weary of the interim coach. There's the interim coach that has no chance of coming back as the head coach, which is this one. And then you have the interim coach like in Vegas with Antonio Pierce where the players want him to come back. So that's the kind of motivation you got over there. Um, here, who is their coach? Chris Tabor is their head coach. He was like a special teams coordinator or something. He was like just one of the only guys left after their crazy owner fired Frank Reich and everybody. Um, Tabor said, and Chris Tabor said, well, listen, we're playing our guys. Yeah, no shit, Tabor. Also, who cares? I want you to play your, I want you to play your starters. Like, that's, like who, who, who could you rest? Who, who, what are you even talking about? Yeah. Yeah. We're, oh, we're playing our guys. The guys have won two games all year. Yeah. We're playing those guys. Okay, good. That's exactly what Tampa Bay wants to hear. Yeah. We want you to play those guys. We don't want to see any new guys. Uh, David Tepper is the owner. That's right. Carolina. What a clap. What a clap. How about throwing that drink? He threw a drink at a Jaguars fan last last week from the booth, from the box. I don't know. I go both ways on this. I, I'm never going to side with a billionaire, especially a terrible owner like Tepper, who's an idiot. As far as an owner, worship goes, he loves, he just loves his team so much. But I also, I mean, if you see that image, I put it in my thumbnail. There's a Jaguar fan. I, I took the background. He's standing on a seat, leaning into the booth, just <laughs> act like a billionaire. I can see where it's like, you know, go fuck yourself. You're getting a Remy Martin right to the face. And I'm going to Jack Daniels you right in the eye. But then he walks away too. He's a little punk. I I'm never against throwing a drink at a fan Ackling fan's face. I'm never against that. But be be uh be upfront about it. Don't run away from it. Eric Terman says he never thought he says, but David Tepper is worse than Daniel Snyder. I mean, he might be. Now there's like leaked audio. You ever seen this leaked audio of Deuce Staley and Frank Reich? They're, they're talking about like how all like, we can't wait to draft uh, CJ Stroud. Because that's that, that's where this whole Carolina season happened when they took uh, Bryce Young over to CJ Stroud. They all want to CJ Stroud. They're like playing basketball game. Like, well, we'll see you in the month back in Carolina, baby. And then all of a sudden, Tapper just called in like, yeah, we're, we're taking Bryce Young and you're going to like it. And nobody liked it. And I feel bad for I I feel bad for Bryce Young. I do. Um, the situation's not great over there. And the better, the more the better CJ Stroud is. It's just he's just it's just gonna be one of those comparisons. It's like those you know it's like that Peyton Manning Ryan Leaf comparison. Like Ryan Leaf, Ryan Leaf had a chance of being okay. Like he started out all right, whatever, and just being reasonable. And then the better Peyton Manning became, and more like like uh, it, that just got that just gets in your head, and like you just can't shake that. And you're always being compared to that, and you're like this motherfucker. He's like that older brother or this brother that's always he's a sibling that everyone likes. Like you son of a bitch. And then all of a sudden you're gonna lose your mind, and you're gonna steal some pills, and you're gonna. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're gonna. I mean, didn't he? He broke into somebody's house, right? And get, took pills out of Ryan Leaf's story. Marinovich. Anyway, so point is, we got We should keep an eye on Bryce Young. Is what I'm trying to say. I don't see. I don't see his story ending well. The better CJ Stroud becomes. Um. Anyway, Tampa Bay. They win. They win a division. It's amazing. And I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not going to skip one last chance to fade Carolina Panthers. This has been a, it's been a great gift all year. They're horrible. They were one of the worst teams I've ever seen. And they won two games somehow. The number one pick goes to the Bears. I mean, what a horrendous, horrendous season they have for themselves. So let's just, this, let's not overthink this. Let's just take Tampa Bay minus four and a half in Carolina to win a division. Baker Mayfield against a bad team. Bob. What else we got here? Now let's go to our, here's another, here's a fun, meaningless game for me. Cincinnati versus Cleveland, the couch bowl, the Ohio, Tim couch bowl. Um, the Browns just locked in a playoff uh, berth last week versus jets with Flacco and great game. What a scene over there. Cleveland celebrating like they, like they, they just came home from the war. Uh, we haven't made a playoff since I don't know. Kelly Holcomb days. I love when towns like that haven't, who haven't made a playoffs in 20 years, make it. And it's just like, I mean, it's like a world war. They're back from world war two celebration. It's incredible. So now they're going to have a letdown. And so Joe Flacco has been a story from the couch. I love when the reporters in the media says, Oh, he came right from the couch. And another thing with the, with Joe Flacco, they love talking about like how awful his life was the last couple of months because he had to be around his family. Like, oh, can you, can you believe a month ago Flacco had to play with his kids and oh, Dean listen to his wife come home from shopping trips and now he's playing football. He must love his life now. Quarterbacks always come off the couch, according to the media. Kickers, they find off the street. That's the difference. Like the Browns also had to sign a kicker because their kicker got hurt. They found him off the street. Like, like there's just a, a pool of kickers lying under the bridge, living under the bridge, begging for change. And some GM comes driving by. Hey, you think you can uh, hit a 40 yarder in bad conditions? Come on in. Like, it's <laughs> like Burt Reynolds driving around in boogie nights, just picking up these picking up these people, giving hand jabs under the bridge for five hours. Let me, let me clean you up a little bit. Where, where, what'd you say you used to kick for Johns Hopkins? Well, let me, you played soccer in Columbia. All right, well, come on in. Let me speak. Let me see if we can get a nice warm meal in. ya. Give you some hot cocoa, get you a blanket. We'll, we'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. Leave all that behind. But quarterbacks, they come off the couch kickers. They come off the street. My point is now Cleveland, who went, they're going to start their fifth quarterback this year. They had PJ Washington, they have DTR, and they're not going to try any of them this week, which is amazing. They found another one off the couch. They're going with Jake Driscoll, who gr- happened to be the Bengals' backup quarterback. So they didn't want that. Was that their motivation? They wanted to get Jake Driscoll revenge game, or Jack Driscoll, whatever the fuck his name is. Was it Jack Driscoll or Jake Driscoll? Jake Driscoll's a solid name. Let me see. I think it might be Jack, though. It's Jack Driscoll. No, it's me, man. The fuck? Is it Jack or Jake? Why am I so upset about this? It is a... (laughs) Jeff. How about you're wrong? It's Jeff. I'm I'm, I'm asking you guys. Meanwhile, there's a computer in front of me I could use. It's Jeff Driscoll. I don't care. I'm calling him Jake. Or Jack. Jack is a better name. Jack Driscoll sounds like a good, you know, it's like a 24 movie, whatever. Jack Driscoll, like he's some kind of detective or a fucking, <laughs> like, a re- like a reacher, if you will. Um, but anyway. So Jeff Driscoll, Jack Driscoll, detective. 
private eye, will be quarterback in this Browns team. This Brown, this this Browns team will want no parts this game. And the Bengals, they got a they got a couch quarterback, which is Browning, who's been playing great. They gave KC a run for the money, even though KC did get the cover. Um, they're laying seven. I, this is just a fade of Cleveland Browns and Driscoll, and then this whole this whole. I mean, they will be phoning this in. They want no parts of this. And this is the uh, Sam Weichbank. The Bengals will want to win this game, and that's all you. That's all you can hope for. It's a team that wants to win. So Bengals minus seven will bomb that from the couch to the bank. Can you take me here? Let me tell you about Game Time app. Hold on. There we go. Game Time. Before I get to the other two bombs, I'll tell you about Game Time. Game Time is the, is the ticket app that you need for up the day of the game. The prices get lower. You know, you want to do that. Usually, they sometimes will try to ring you and get you higher. Game Time. The prices come down. You get flash deals, last minute tickets, easy to find. You uh, get images of the seats that you're getting so you don't get ripped off. It's pretty great. You download the Game Time app, you create an account, use code CFVX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account, redeem code CFVX for $20 off. Download games today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. Let's say you wanted to go to the Rose Bowl to watch that amazing Michigan Alabama game. And uh, you can go, you know. You wait till the day of, maybe you get Stephen A. Smith to sell you his tickets because he was upset about the traffic. He wanted to get helicoptered in. First of all, Stephen A. Smith, why the fuck are you at the Rose Bowl anyway? Who, who, why, why do you even want to go? Can we move the sofa and I can helicopter? No. No, we can't do that, Stephen A. Nobody cares if you're at the Rose Bowl or not. But you get his ticket. And you can get a little uh, last-second deal. So download that game time app. Get it. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Look at this. That was a nice, that was a nice transition for everyone watching on YouTube, by the way. Let's clip that on. Win bigger by betting smartest NFL season. Hall of Fame Bets. Sports betting analytics per platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, soccer bet with historical debts and data. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets. Dot com use code SGPN to get fifty percent off your first month today. Um, that's not <laughs> you visit hofbets.com and code SGPN to get fifty percent off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets, and we are back. That's the bottom line bombs. I'm gonna hit a bomb. All right, we are back. We just gave out three bombs. We gave out Detroit minus three and a half, Tampa Bay minus four and a half, Cincinnati minus seven, and we are back. We got two more games to go here in week 18, and then we will wrap up the regular season contest. And don't worry, folks. And thank you, everyone watching on YouTube. Let me get to you, by the way. Make sure you hit that like button. Hit that thumbs up, even if you don't like me. You like that? You like that? That's right. You like that thumbs up. You like that, you like that video. You get that algorithm going. And for everyone listening... To the podcast, I hope you are subscribed to the Bottom Line Bombs feed itself. I know a lot of you listen to me on the NFL Gambling Podcast uh, station on SGPN or the SGPN main radio feed, which is fine. I don't, of course, and I love any listeners where it comes from. But what I'm saying is after this regular season here in the contest and the playoffs, my show continues on. Bottom Line Bombs always goes through. It just won't be on the NFL page anymore. So make sure you come on over to the Bottom Line Bombs feed itself. Subscribe to that. Another one. I don't even care if you listen. Just subscribe to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's get into it. Two more games. And then we'll get to, of course, a man in a box segment about everything that's been going on. We already did some New Year's. Now we'll get into whatever. Uh, New England Jets. This should be a game. I put this also in the thumbnail. If you see, uh, I got Belichick getting snowed on. Uh, this is Bill Belichick's probably final game. It, it, could there be a, could there be a more perfect final game than New England in Foxborough versus the Jets? It's going to be terrible weather. It's going to be snow. It's going to be winds. This game might as well be in the polo grounds 
like in the 1920s. It should be at a baseball stadium. There's going to be no scoring in this game. That's exactly the way Belichick likes it. And he loves beating the Jets. That's what he does. He's beaten them like 15 straight times. It's incredible. Yeah, let me look that up. How many? I, I, that's probably I should have looked up versus. I put Patriots Street Jets, a 15 game winning streak. Yeah, that's incredible. They've beaten them 15 straight times. Now, will the Jets want to do it? Will they want to upset? Sure, of course. But their defense, I know the Jets have a great defense, but the last couple of weeks they haven't been because they correctly decided, why are we doing this? Why are we working so hard? Why are we shutting teams down when it, uh, when it means nothing? When our offense came and scored eight, you know, seven points. It's, it's a lot of damn work for what? So now the Jets are like, fuck it. Who cares? Joe Flacco, you want to throw for 300 on us and a half? Sure, go for it. We don't care. Our guys are terrible. Patriots, meanwhile, have been playing kind of decent. So um, they could have won at Buffalo last week, for crying out loud. They missed a couple field goals. Is there anything better than when the Patriots miss a field goal and then they show Belichick's face? They're going to be showing Belichick's face, his disgruntled, angry, just bundled up face in the snow the entire game. It's, I, I love Belichick reaction shots, to be honest with you. He's because he's always miserable no matter what. And he's definitely beyond miserable when there's a special teams there because he loves that military stuff. Um, so they're going to be showing Belichick in the snow getting roused up and they're going to the problem. I will say this. The winds are going to be pretty wild. So they won't be able to throw the ball. I wouldn't be surprised if they just don't throw the ball. Why even put zappy out there, put another tackle in there, snap it directly to Zeke. God, he's going to love it. He loves interchangeable positions. Belichick is going to pull out all his tricks for his final game here in the page with the Patriots. And his kids and his tricks are converting defensive tackles into tight ends and just drop kicks and just fucking all kinds of stocking cap, <laughs> you know, in the Plymouth, the Plymouth Rochester's against the Syracuse gentlemen back when they would play football and they had not even leather helmets. They would wear stocking wool caps and eyeglasses. Maybe that's just a uh, <laughs> Harold Lloyd movie I'm thinking of, but uh, I'm thinking of stocking wool caps and eyeglasses and football and leather footballs, of course. Um, that being said, New England Patriots at home, minus one and a half versus the Jets for 16 straight wins and Belichick's final game. And, and, uh, and, and can we get this era over with? I love that. Like, where is he going to go? Who cares? Just end it. End this fucking Belichick era. But we'll take it one last time. New England minus one half. Bye. All right. One last game. Finally, we're going to go Chicago Green Bay. I couldn't decide between this one and Vegas, Denver. I like Vegas in that one too, but that way, but we won't go with Chicago. I like Vegas only because of the motivation. They want to play for Antonio Pierce and Denver. They don't want to play for Sean Payton, at least for the last game. So they will be rallying around that, but we're not going to give that out. Cause that's not as fun as the bears Packers, right? Great. Speaking of a great rivalry game uh, and a team that owns the other one, the Packers own the bears, but this, this is different. This is the bear, the bears. First of all, who are playing great football. They are in a spot that's so it's so Chicago bears. They are playing great football for no real reason. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're not, they are kind of affecting their draft spot but they already have the number one pick anyway. So they're not really ruining their draft pick, you know? So, so fans weren't getting upset with them because they have the number one draft pick via the Carolina Bryce young trade that a horrible trade for Carolina, not for the bears. So now they can play willy nilly and that's where Justin Fields gets good. So a lot of times uh, an interim coach like Antonio Pierce with Vegas, those, the team, the players will rally behind them and then the ownership will make a mistake by actually hiring them and say, well, maybe they're going to play. They're not going to play like that forever for these guys. 
And the Bears don't know what to do with Justin Fields because they're going to have the number one pick. They're going to have Caleb Williams if they want, or they can trade it again. And they will get more of a haul this trade than they were for last year's. Here's the point. Do should the so now the Bears don't understand. Should they keep Justin Fields and then trade the number one pick and get a get an absolute haul? A lot of people are saying they should, and I can see the argument with it. The only problem is now you have to trust the Bears with all those new picks. Yeah, great. You got a lot, you got a great deal. You got a lot of great picks. The only problem is now you got to pick them. And you're the Bears. And that's not what you do. Justin Fields, I mean, he's on a complete free roll. He loves plays when there's an automatic offsides, free play, the fucking, I mean, these games mean nothing. Anytime it means nothing, Fields is amazing. Part of the problem is, and I think they should get rid of Fields, not resign Fields or the coach. They got to clean out that coach and, you know, the GM, everything. Problem with Justin Fields is that he's so damn likable. We want Justin Fields to be good. I mean, he is, he's a great athlete and he's exciting to watch. And he seems like an amazing, I'll call him a kid because I'm uh, way older than him, but he's a young man, of course. Uh, he seems, but he seems great. Great personality. He's just great. Except he's really not great at being a quarterback. <laughs> when like things are in normal situations and you actually need it to ha- need something to happen. But on this situation where they can ruin the Green Bay season, this is very similar to last year when Detroit went into Green Bay and they just they just played just to ruin the Packers season, and I love it. There's there's no better motivation. No, maybe my favorite Week 18 tradition now that's just starting is teams ruining Packers playoff hopes in Lambeau on the final regular season game. Last year's was Detroit ruining Aaron Rodgers. That was amazing. This year we can get the new blood with Jordan Love just to see crying cheeseheads. Oh my God, with the cheeseheads last week, the Green Bay, Minnesota game, and the, the fans all getting along in the Midwest. And the, it just seems forced. But I love weeping cheese heads. A fa- a couple in cheese heads is just incredible. Incredible, shaving off that brie. I watched the new Fargo season, and the the one the accents in the new Fargo season seems a bit very forced and over the top. Someone tweeted out, "Is there a blackface equivalent of these Minnesota these Midwestern accents are you doing on there? Because they just seem like they're 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 mixing them up. Like some are like some are like." Pittsburgh accents. You're just throwing anything out there. Yeah, sure. What? Yin. Yins. Thought you are from North Dakota. Anyway. Um, that being said, Bears are plus three. I think they're going to win outright and, bru- and ruin these cheesehead season. Let's do it. Bears plus three. So those are the five bombs. Chicago plus three. New England minus one and a half. Cincinnati minus seven. Tampa Bay four and a half. Detroit three and a half. And with that, good luck. As we wrap up a great season, like I said, 17 games over 500. I don't think we'll make, we have a chance to make the cash. A lot of things have to happen. Very difficult season, but productive. If you, if you followed along the bombs, uh, but we got hot towards the end of the regular season too. Last like eight weeks. We were great, but not great enough. Anyway, let's get to the box. Welcome to the box. I just shot like when I switched my view there on the monitor, I caught my caught my face and it was it's always shocking. It's always shocking to me. You know, when you catch yourself in the mirror and you, first you don't think it's you. Like, like let's say you're at a bar and you think it's another room, but it's a mirror. You just you know like like ah look at that guy. You know Jesus, he's a mess. <laughs> Look at him. He's talking to himself. He's crazy. Then you're like, oh, wait a minute. And you put your hand up. That's me. Fuck. That's what I look like. The hell? I was talking to a girl earlier, friends. What are you doing? What are you doing? Let me talk to people looking like this for crying out loud. Anyway, that, that, but that's that. <laughs> that's what that was. Like, I, I just got snapped by, like, oh, God, that's my head. But now that, now that I've taken myself in, I'm okay. Now that I look at it, I just, I just needed to adjust. Like, all right, there he is, the man in the box. I am the man in the box. What did I want to talk about? Well, I did the New Year's stuff with the resolutions and dry January's up top. Didn't really want to get into that. Um, 
talk about that Aaron Rodgers story. People, there was the Cat Williams thing yesterday. There's the, the Epstein list and Aaron Rodgers. Li- I mean, what what's going on out there? What a fun couple days it was online. The Aaron Rodgers thing. I hate getting into because like whatever. It's been documented. I don't want to shit on the Pat McAfee show because I know he's got a lot of fans. Here's the thing with Pat McAfee <laughs> and Cuzzo. I don't know Pat McAfee, by the way. So if you didn't see it, Aaron, I mean, just to recap everyone, Aaron Rodgers does a segment on Pat McAfee every week that he gets paid millions of dollars to do, but to go on ESPN and he, and you know, it's like we said, it's, it's off season Rogers all the time because he got hurt. So there's nothing worse than off season Rogers. So now he's talking, whatever he's talking, anti-vaccine and all this dumb freshman year dormitory conspiracy theories, you know, uh, one time he just had some dumb th- rant to go on and Jimmy Kimmel played the clip and made fun of him and said, he's a tin foil hack guy. And, uh, we should check for a concussion test. So I guess he took it, took it as a grudge on this McAfee show. It's so it's weird because Rogers does these rants, these stupid, dumb rants. And then you got McAfee and like AJ Hawk there in tank tops. It's so weird. It's like the McLaughlin group on steroids. Everyone's just like jacked up and like, ha, 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 and like the meathead humor. And like the problem is McAfee with a lot of sports commentary. There are people that they think they're comedians and that's when it gets dangerous. I'm not saying McAfee's not fun. There's a difference between being fun and funny. Of course, McAfee's fun to hang out with. I'm sure he is. That's why I like him on college game day. There's a whole thing. There's no one. No, there's no. I mean, if there is criticism towards him, he's just never heard criticism before when it comes to his show because he's always on his podcast. He people like him don't realize what sports talk is or sports in general, sports fandom. Sports fandom is 90% men who just hate everything. They don't get that. So they have their fans who are positive and like, yeah, we're, 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 we're supporting pro football and everything's positive. Hey, Cuzzo. It's almost a difference between women and men and sports fans. See, women, we, it's not that women know less about sports. It's just that they have a positive outlook and men do not have a positive outlook towards it. We want the worst and we, and we just want to hate on everything. So that's what they can't comprehend. Anyway. <laughs> so Rogers goes out there and he says that the Je- AJ Hawk goes, Jeffrey Epstein list. Like Hawk set him up. He just throws it out there because it's about to come out. This Jeffrey Epstein list, which is whatever. It's gonna be a list of pedophiles. People that's that's what a great place our country is in, by the way. You're either a Nazi or a pedophile, and there's no in between. That's 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 healthy. <laughs> So yeah, then Rogers just tosses out the Jimmy. Hey, a lot of people are gonna hope they're not on that list or that Epstein list, including Jimmy Kimmel. Okay, so you just you just toss it out there that he's gonna be a pedophile. That Jimmy Kimmel's gonna be a pedophile. Kimmel tweets back, "Hey asshole," with two A's, which was hilarious to me. I thought that was that was a good little dig because Aaron Rodgers spells it with two A's. So blah blah blah. I want to stop saying you put my family in danger. I want to sue you. So that became a thing because it's Disney on Disney crime. Rogers is doing this on ESPN. Kimmel is a pretty big deal on ABC. See, generous, you know my history with Jimmy Kimmel this year. So you know, you know, I'm saying this in truth because I wouldn't defend Jimmy Kimmel after he fucked me over. <laughs> this kid. Anyway, um, So McAfee had to apologize. What I love that McAfee had to apologize. You could tell, you could tell it was serious. You could tell he got a note from above because he had to wear sleeves yesterday. He had a black shirt on with sleeves down to his wrist still. And he wasn't fully standing. He had like a foot on the chair. So, you know, this is, Hey Pat, we're going to need you to pick a shirt out today, buddy. Okay. This is a billion dollar corporation. We can't be having, uh, can't be having one of our assets suing each other. So, Go, let's go ahead and we'll, we'll, we'll bring down some shirts. You can choose one. One that says, you know what? Things got out of hand a little bit. You know, we're a bunch of stooges. They love putting a warning out. We're a bunch of stooges. Don't take us straight. We're not the, our opinion. Our crazy opinions aren't about ESPN. And then McAfee justifies Rogers. I'm like, Rogers was just talking shit. You know, just slow shit talk. A little, a little fun. Matter of fact, I can't wait to see what Rogers has to say about the. <laughs> 
Yeah, just a little shit talking. Just a little, just you know, just accusing someone of being a pedophile. That that old routine. What a what a hilarious bit that is. Just unleashing half the fucking country full of maniacs on Twitter to attack someone because <laughs> because that's how fucking tribal everything is. Yeah, one of those funny bits. Anyway, let's get back to talk about kicking. <sighs> Incredible. And they're saying, well, they got to, they got to, oh God, damn, I just showed my hair again. They got to pull Rogers segment. I don't think they got to pull Rogers segment. They should add on to it. I want more of this. I mean, I want this thing to go down to the, I want this thing to be buried in the ground. This, this would be a perfect way for this thing to end. I mean, the entire show. I don't think McAfee realizes that he can be sued for this. I doubt Kim will do that, but. How did Rogers turn into this thing? What happened in that cave? No, it's the thing is when he's not playing, he's going to be so much worse when he actually retires. Anyway. I like the apology can sleeves that McAfee has to wear. The... <laughs> <laughs> like, like maybe is there a grievance sleeves and celebrations? Well, the celebrate sleeves are well, it's always sleeveless for celebrations. But anyway, that's going to pretty much do it for the man in the box. What else did I want to talk? Oh, there was a Cat Williams thing I was going to talk about too. Cat Williams, if you know a black comic out there. Check in on them. See if they're okay after that Cat Williams <laughs> podcast clips with the fucking, with Unc, Uncle Shannon Sharp. That was amazing. I watched it. Like, all right, here it is at, at Club Shay Shay, you know. And uh, Cat Williams, he just scorches earth on everyone. And then they keep releasing a more clip. I watched the episode. And then there's like four hours of more clips. He's like, that. Ah, we didn't have room for this. Like, Jesus. It's amazing. <laughs> So I checked in on if you guys make sure to congratulate him for not hitting it. But who knows? These clips keep coming. Cat Williams. He is hilarious. So I will say this. I love Cat Williams. Who? How can't you? He does not give a fuck. He just came out for no reason. I mean, not, not no reason. I guess he's he was listening. He brought receipts. We always say about Cat Williams, uh, and he does put out a lot of specials. He has one Netflix special, which is a worldwide form platform Netflix recorded in Jacksonville and his like opening 15 minutes is local bits about Jacksonville street names and districts like this is how he's opening a Netflix special he doesn't give a fuck Cat Williams does not care he actually had a good talked about golfing that was rare that was shocking when Cat Williams said he golfs and Shannon Sharp's like, do you play from the from the tips, from the back tees? Like, nah, nah, player. <laughs> now when I found out you don't get nothing for that. Which is pretty funny. He he said, I I I <laughs> I'm I'm he my pronouns are she, her. I play from the front tees on the golf course. On the golf course, I identify as the front tee lady. That was kind of funny. Not a not a bad pronoun joke. That's the way uh, Chappelle maybe should do that. Anyway, I'm getting into a turf territory that we don't need to get into. So um, anyway, thank you everyone for watching and listening to the Bottom Line Bombs. I am the man in the box, the Bet Detective, which you can also get at the merch store. Uh, follow me on Instagram at CJ Sullivan was taken, not like Liam Neeson, but at CJ underscore Sullivan underscore was underscore taken or on X at CJ Sullivan underscore. I don't know why I keep doing the underscores, but you have to, you have to do it. And um, yeah, follow along. We're going to do it. We're going to finish the season now five and oh, that's pretty much going to do it. Uh, the C block continues. I will be doing the college bombs down under show with Colby D directly after this and then I'll join Sean and Ryan for the prop show and I'll give out some ladder plays later on today at uh, 530 Pacific we'll do that live and that coming through now but other than that you guys are the best degenerates thank you happy new year I'll go ahead and say it and stay off the Cat Williams uh, hit list if you will goodbye <laughs>